hello. How you doing, buddy? I've been awake this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I woke up like 45 minutes ago, and I'm like, oh, I better get everything ready. I woke up at 1.45 and went, uh, blame everything on Aaron somehow. <laughs> and then yeah, doing the coffee on. And, yeah, <laughs> I like shower. that it's like, yeah, it's my fault, but it's an afternoon time. It's true, but if you if you look at it Charlie time wise, if you look at my my clock, this is actually seven a.m. to me. <laughs> okay, well, let me ask you about Charlie time then. Is Charlie no, time just to... running wild like Hulkamania, or what's the deal? Like, um, it 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 reboots itself to because uh, I don't know if you remember, but I worked at a club down on Bourbon Street. I do remember. So... I didn't know whether that was open or not. It is open, but I'm not working it right now. But mm-hmm. for some reason, my body knows it's open. It's like, you should go to bed now. Uh, nah. And I'm like, <laughs> I was tired hours ago. It's like, no, yeah. you will wake up at two. And I'm like, I don't want to wake up at two. That's not fair. That's like, and then that's that's how my schedule works. Nice. Uh, yeah, my girl, my girlfriend gets kind of angry. We've just started uh, hanging out in my garage, which is where you're at right now. Um, my one of my roommates, uh, also a fellow actor, he's got uh, re- his lungs are rather touchy, so you know it's all about the safety. But she's, you know, she's a she's been quarantined twice a week for several months now just to make sure she's good. You know, or uh, not quarantined. She's been getting the test. Um, mm-hmm. She works for the school system here, so she can go twice a week and get tested. And most everything's online, and she stays home anyway. So I was like, cool. But just just for safety, 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 tiny safety sake, just for mental safety, we mm-hmm. hang out in my garage, nineteen seventy style. So I've turned this into my little man cave, <clears throat> you know, like I, so I your get to cousin live Cody, my high school, yeah, 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 exactly. I'm I'm straight up high school again, you know. It's like we want to come <laughs> in the garage, we can stay up as late as we want, you know. And uh, it's funny, which it's is actually, cool because you guys see the posters out. behind you. Yeah, the movie yeah. posters as if it is the seventies except you are in these movies, which makes it a little different, a little bit cooler. Well, I'm not in Shawshank, Silver Garage. you know. Oh, that's true. You're not in Shawshank. I just was talking about the big short, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I just stand here and I'm like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, Point we're to your already credits. dating. She's like, we're already dating. I'm like, okay, well, let's just, let's just watch The Mandalorian. Then. Yeah, exactly. But you can't take, you know, that's how you get fifth base. Mm-hmm. And then I drop little hints like I'll, I'll, like, hey, you wanna, you know, maybe uh, we could uh... drink a tea. <laughs> and she, yeah, <laughs> nobody gets it, you know, nobody gets it. I'm just drinking a little tea bagging. Oh my God, Aaron, no. What? I edit this podcast. <laughs> I can choose what stays and goes. I, I can say Thou dost protest too much. I think I did. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. <laughs> the truth lies within. So, like, I don't think I've talked to you in a couple months about COVID, but you were super serious about it, and we I want to thank you. You were the one that told yeah. me I bought a plane ticket to come out and see you, and you're the one that told me not to get on the plane. Right, right, and, and not just me though. You, you had uh, was it a relative that you were going to go see as well? It's somebody's birthday or something. You were going to come see somebody. Else. You were going to go see somebody. It's else a friend too. of mine who lives out here. He wanted to celebrate yeah. his birthday out there right right and i was like Mm -hmm. yeah jose my buddy jose wanted to celebrate his birthday out there and uh he talked me into it one night you know and i was like oh awesome because he was like dude the ticket's only 40 bucks and i was like 40 dollars 
So I bought the ticket. And then you were like, yeah, uh, please don't. Because when I bought it, I bought it like six weeks out. Like, I think I bought it right. like in May. And I bought it six weeks away. And it felt like six weeks from now, from then, it would have been safe. And as it all happened, it was not safe. It's still not safe, man. Run for your wives. No, no. Run, for your, run for your lives. Run away from your wives. I don't know. What hey, run mean. away from your wives. <laughs> run away from your wives. No, yeah, man, it's. It's it's trippy. Like I had to go up to New York to work on this this movie. Um, I was very happy that I booked so I booked a couple things in COVID, which was during this time, and and one of them got canceled fully. And then I was up in New York, and uh, I got pushed and pushed and pushed. Finally, the movie got shut down mm, and, because of COVID reasons, you know, and, and forced nature. So I'm I still get to do this movie eventually at some point when life happens. Um, and Did I was start? really excited about it. Yeah, I mean, they were three weeks into it, you know. And oh my god! They, they had they had like the whole first fourth of the movie. They still got to shoot, so I might have to come out there soon because uh, they might do pickups in La La. Yeah, well, um, it's considered essential out here. Yeah. So yeah, and you know, I like to think of myself as an essential worker. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I guess you know it's true. I, I do agree with that. Like you know, being an essential thing is uh, entertainment is essential because if you don't have it you're gonna go crazy and you're gonna start rediscovering other things you know that are probably not good you know you need to you need to There's keep a your lot mind of other entertainment i feel like news sources are essential um, no I'm no it's, so it's, sure. it's film and television or drugs and murder there's no no yeah, I know. Being raised religious, that's something they make you feel like. Like, hey, listen, you're either on the path or off the path completely. There's no gray area. And nor Look, I don't have to prove my point to California. Clearly, we are essential workers. I wouldn't mind the essential worker title. when it, Like, when it first happened, I was happy about it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, good. They are putting people back to work. But when I started seeing that the crews were of the same full size, then I was like, well, this isn't going to help. Well, you know, like people jump on and jump off of sets so frequently. I'm like, this is actually can start a brush fire. Well, they've really they've really got a lock on it. We were working on, uh, you know, Your Honor, that uh, show with Brian Cranston. Oh, cool. And and, uh, one of my roommates, uh, Chris Berry, um, who was the one that was like, Charlie, you need to fucking lock down. He's the reason I'm acting again. You know, he's like, dude, you got to come down mm-hmm. here and get back into the business and hence the big short, you know? And I was like, and, uh, and I was like, okay. Um, he, he had to do one last day of pickups while I was uh, working with my stuff, you know? And they're super cautious. Like they're super cautious. There's a group of people that can't talk to the next group of people that can't talk to the next group of people. Mm-hmm. And it's all relayed, you know, and you have these color coded badges where those are yeah. the only people and, and they really they've got a lockdown but then there's smaller productions that are going out under that guys and not doing it you know not taking that's what i'm saying and then those people have the same pas one day to the next i'm not saying that there aren't precautions there's definitely precautions there's definitely heavy precautions right but there's heavy holes in that net where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is going to collapse on something. Much like today, the Denver Broncos don't have a quarterback. Uh, there will be something similar, I think, the in the entertainment. Still 
I didn't see that it was there, but they announced that their wide receiver was going to start. I know. I see your Steelers mug. I just have. We should call it a Steelers smug with this season. (laughs) My Lord. Yeah. I, you know, I've actually not been watching football this season purposely because I feel like I would jinx them. I don't know what it is. I just got this thing. It was like, well, my, my movie was canceled. Maybe, maybe if I watch them, they'll get canceled or they'll lose or, and Mm -hmm. you know, it's, uh, I, I, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big believer in uh, superstition in in some ways. Um, But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I, I kick my own ass when it comes to that. I had an audition for this, uh, this series up in uh, uh, Northern Louisiana. That's a really great project. It's like, and it'd be like a recurring character throughout the series or whatever. And, and I spent the entire weekend, working on this thing like i did i did one tape one day another tape next day i'm calling different readers and i'm like this is one of these guys one of these guys this gotta be they gotta be good and i'm like rubbing them on my face i'm like i'm gonna this is gonna work this is gonna work when you like do you like the steelers okay okay well okay we can we can do this let's read mm-hmm. but uh my friend mish actually michelle prada you know who she is uh no, no. she was uh the lead in vita and she's working on riverdale and all that she's like my oh, nice. main go-to reader first stuff when i have to have a female and stuff and, and i was like i was like okay we can work on this now because you're working and that's that's good right that's this is this is this is good karma this this is this is gonna make things happen this this is how we get things done right right let's not watch football i'm superstitious like a motherfucker <laughs> my grandfather's way superstitious so like anytime we ever take him to go see like a football game he would mm-hmm. always buy the shirt that has both helmets on it or like the hat with both helmets Right. So that way he could have his merchandise, but he felt like if he showed up and sat down in the stands with the Notre Dame thing directly, he was going to curse Notre Dame, you right. know, like, or like, he's also a big Boston Red Sox guy. And when the Boston Red Sox were in the world series, he stopped watching it. And then after the world series, he bought him the DVDs and then he watched it, you know, oh, he was, like, so really he's happy like, to. he's not just dishes. He's super, super duper stitches. Yeah. And so he's like <clears> missing it. like the big moments too, where he's like super excited when it happens. But he's also just like, nope, nope. When I'm watching, they don't pull off these big things. So tell me, tell me a little bit about your. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reverse the roles. Hi, welcome to my show. Tell me a little bit. Oh, about hey, what's your, up? Uh, Putting up with your, Charlie. Your, 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 uh, your new podcast. Tell, tell, tell me about your new podcast because I was super stoked that you were doing that. I was like, oh my god, I have to advertise for this for him right now. Is this the way? That's like what I ask myself every day. Is this the way? That's the new mm-hmm. show. That's the title of it. It's a Mandalorian podcast. I was having these long, we were becoming longer and longer conversations with my buddy Andy after every episode of Mandalorian because mm-hmm. he watched Rebels and Clone Wars and all that stuff. And so you're like, which okay. is perfect now because you know you got to exactly. At the time, I thought he was wasting his time. Turns out he was just foreshadowing for being the master of knowing these things. And so you're like, so who's this character and why is that as big as this feels? Because it feels big. We can feel it as a casual watcher. You're like, this feels big. I understand that. And he, at the same time, I was also like, hey, did you notice that R5 robot? The one from A New Hope is in like this last episode. And he goes, no, how do you know it's the same one? I'm like, he's got the burns from when his motivator blew up. Check it out. <laughs> like, so like we were like having those conversations. And I was like, dude, this should be a podcast. This is exactly yeah. what after every episode, I'm out there searching for things. You're out there searching for things. Why don't we become one of the things people can just find? Right, right. I, yeah. I, I looked online this, yesterday after uh, after I saw your post, and I was like, I wonder if there's a lot of podcasts about it. And there's tons of people talking about it, and people are watching yeah. it. I'm like, all right, cool. Which is why and I was see, shocked. The difference is, is you're funny. The way. 
I wasn't going to bring that up directly, but that's exactly No, no, it. that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. This is what my prompter says. It says, make sure that you let Aaron know that mm-hmm. he is funny. <laughs> why do I have a prompter? That, that's a, that must have cost you. That must have set you yeah, back. Yeah, I sent it from Amazon for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, some drone dropped it off from my house and said, set up before two. Did the drone have a mask? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, shut up. But it was, uh, that was the thing, because like, Andy was like super worried about the notes. And I was like, no, Andy, our conversation banter is going to be the difference between us and the other autistic nerds that have the same podcast. Oh, dude, I watched this one dude's podcast and he's like, he's like, so, and he's like leaning up against his mic and he's, he's so excited that he just doesn't know what he he's like. And, and the guy came and said, it's, it's, it's like yogurt. It's, it's, it's super yeah. sweet. And I can tell that the best guy staff it's definitely the one from, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> These yeah, guys love this shit. And I was like, I like this show. It's pretty. I would potentially want to work on this show, but oh, uh, for sure, I, I don't think I could nerd out that hard. Like, I, I probably if I got the set, I would. You know, I'd probably melt down once I went into a fully submersive holographic set. You know, <clears throat> yeah, which looks amazing. I want to go on any set like that. Are you kidding me? It's the first of its kind. This thing, it's it's ridiculous. I would love to. For the go listeners, in there. we haven't directed directly said what it is. It's like a three hundred sixty degrees circular room, so you can't see the divots of like a regular set wall. But it's all LED screens, so they can make the sets the way you would make texture for video games, and it can move with the actors. So they're just on this one sound stage. It's already pre lit, and this world we've never seen. And they just walk right. in and they beat it. And they cover the ground and they add some stuff in the foreground, like part of, uh, yeah. you know, part of, part of, uh, part of, uh, why can't I think Razor of this? Razor Crest. Yeah, part of Razor Crest will be sitting there, but the rest of it will be a projection on the mm-hmm. wall. But when they move the camera, because they're using the realm, uh, what they, what they call the realm motor, you know, the, yeah. it looks like it's right there. The whole ship, everything is there and you could walk on for miles. And that has got to be the coolest thing for actors because acting against the blue screen is one of the most difficult things you can do. When you can actually see your environment, it's, I couldn't imagine. No, exactly. Like the Avenger movies would have been different. It's actually kind of amazing they didn't do it for Avengers, but it's also makes a lot of sense that somebody like John Favreau who touched down on Avengers was also like, what's a cheaper way to make this $300 million movie and we can do it episodically. Um, It's super exciting. And I'm like, I'm very excited to talk about it every week. And the only problem I've had with it so far emotionally, and it's only an emotional problem, is that some of the episodes are longer than the episodes. Some of my podcast episodes are 40 minutes to where their episodes are 35 minutes. And you're like, there's more for us to talk about background wise than there is foreground, apparently. Yeah, but that doesn't matter because, you know, somebody that's watching the show religiously is watching that episode more than once. And they're trying to find all those things. Oh, yeah. I've seen the last episode at least three times, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. and when my girlfriend comes over tonight, we're going to watch the whole second season again, just to catch up, you know, That's so awesome. she's up to date, you know, so it's like, okay, let's, you ready? Let's do this, you know, and, and mm-hmm. we don't have to call him baby Yoda anymore, which is, which is nice. Cause we all knew that was wrong and kind of yeah. racist guys. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> kind of racist. I'm not, I mean, this is not the time guys. This is not it's the time. It's never occurred to me, but exactly that. It would be like if I've only Baby met Yoda. one one black guy in high school and his name was Trevor. And then I just, every black guy I met afterwards, they're just called Trevor. Yeah, what's up, baby Trevor? <laughs> what the fuck are you yeah. talking about? I ain't no and baby Trevor, man. Died. That's how Yeah, Aaron come died. on. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Ryan. Yeah. Start calling me Ryan. 
look, look at look at baby 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 like you know memendo you know memendo who the hell is that i have a friend named memendo and i was yeah. like no no not all Asian <laughs> people are the same dude it's first of all japanese not the same as chinese i don't want to talk about it but yeah yeah so it kind of pissed me off that everybody kept going baby i'm like this it's first of all it's a child right now mm-hmm. you know I know. I knew that. No, I remember when all this was happening and that wave was happening last year. I was like, "We're gonna get a real name for him, and it's gonna be a real problem for people to go back." No, we're only creating it harder. It's just another nerd thing. Can you be like, you know, see, it says Grogu on the package. That's clearly made after episode chapter thirteen. You know, so it's like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just another. It's more. That's true, for sure. And like, it's a marketing tool. When those kids are getting their Baby Yoda toys, and they're like, "Baby Yoda," there's the dad's like. It's a Grogu. Yeah, no, see, that's screwed up, too, because next year when a kid gets a baby Yoda toy, they're going to be like, nah, dude, where's my Grogu? What the hell? Mm-hmm. This is last year's lovable toy. You know, I, I'm yeah, exactly. sure, actually, there's parents kicking their own ass right now going, uh, is there a Grogu toy? Son of a-. And I'd be pissed. I'd be like, mm, when did you buy this? Black Friday? Lame. You know. Older toys are better toys. Those are the collectible things. Not that kids care about that. Right. But I am curious now that it's announced. I'm like, oh, when do the Grogu license things come out where it actually says Grogu on it and stuff? Right, right, exactly, exactly. You're right, yeah, because that's not going to be for another season. I want actually, Grogu Gogurt. I'm sure uh, Gogurt. Yeah, whoever does the marketing of Grogurt when that episode came out just smacked yeah. his hands and was like, here we go. Yeah, right. <laughs> we got this. Grogurt, done. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, we're going to grow with this for sure. <laughs> it's going to taste like those macaroons. First. We need to which, put that out. We need to put that out. We need to put this episode out right now while we're doing it. So that way we <laughs> get credit for it. We'd be like, excuse me, did you hear that on our show? Or And now I'm taking credit for your show. You see how I did that? Mm-hmm. Like, did, oh. you, did you do our show? Is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's our show now. I'll give you mm-hmm. an EP credit on this. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, I am, I am doing the lighting for myself, so. Yeah. Oh, it is a 360 background. Uh, so I don't See? know if those posters on the wall are just projected or not. None of this is real. This is this is all. This is all. There's nothing here. See, I just put. It all switches out it. to other things. Oh See? whoa! Not... You mean that's not your Razor Crest? That's no, crazy. no. This, I thought this you parked your Razor background. Crest right there. Mm-mm, no, no. Uh, the Razor Crest shaver. We can go with the Razor Crest shaver. I would do that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I forgot there was something I was going to say here, and now I can't remember. We were talking about copyright infringement, and uh, uh, mm-hmm. now I can't remember. Son of a bitch. Oh, well. Um, it Amanda was hilarious. Oh, sorry, bud. <laughs> uh, well, that's going to be a the... great show, man. That's going to be that's going to be. Thank fun. you. I mean, it's only going to be like three more weeks of second season, and then I'm going to backtrack and do all the first season. I decided nice. two weeks into this season to do it, and so like I've been just doing two episodes a week with Andy. And oh, now yeah. for the rest of the season, I was like, let's just do one so we don't burn ourselves out, and then we'll go back and do the first season. But super excited for it. Uh, if you're listening to this, you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Wherever you found this one, the other one's there too. Nice. I Are just, we done now? What the hell? No. I was just plugging is it this fully so we can cut it through. Done? Yeah, this is done. This is over. This is how you kick somebody off your show. Hey, guys, if you watch podcasts, you can check out this bit. Click. Fuck it. Mouth. I know. Hey, rate, review, and subscribe my other podcast. You know? And if you so <laughs> happen... You can write, review, subscribe this one. I got that. Check out Charlie Talbert performer on Instagram. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. I never get to. Fuck. 
Uh, is there other things you always forget to tell podcasts before you get off? Where you're like, when you get off, you're like, oh. No, sometimes I, I say tell too them much. Have to lunch. Sometimes I say too much, and then I, I usually ask for final edit on their podcast. You, I'm, I, I feel that you have my best interest in hand, so you won't totally murder me. But I normally will yeah. request. I'll be like, I need final edit of your podcast because if I fuck up and slam some somebody on accident, you know, like not meaning <laughs> to slam them, but they use just that part where I'm like. Well, it was a real bitch working with this dude because the yeah, lighting exactly. is terrible and he's so tall, you know, but that part never comes in, you know. <laughs> For sure. Exactly. Yeah. You're just like, that guy's got a tiny working. penis. And they're like, right. Charlie, why would you say that in the podcast? In his pocket, he carries it all the time. It's so cute. It's crazy. <laughs> he actually has a large soccer yeah. ball filled, you know, bag of, you know, penis, which is crazy. Yeah. But, that but part, he throws that little tiny weird penis up. into my coffee in the mornings and it was funny. I, I'm just saying most of these shows are racist. Mm. well i mean this one is mm-hmm. yeah yeah um to tell but, you the uh, truth i was thinking like should i edit out all the baby uh racist jokes <laughs> no no why why i mean it, it it's it's kind of it, it's one of those things that'll make you go oh is that because <laughs> you know there's certain times where we need to think about stuff and mm-hmm. that's true we don't think about it because it's so simple we're just like blah 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 <laughs> right that's cute and little do you know that you've offended a whole group of people. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, it's, how it's could tricky. being so simple-minded go so wrong? Right. You're like, oh. But we're gonna leave the tea bag joke. We're gonna leave the tea bag joke inside of the in, here. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna get somebody from Boston that's like, listen, my family was greatly affected <laughs> by tea bags. Right. <laughs> so I find that joke despicable. And that's that's how Aaron was canceled. That's mm-hmm. that's the. Uh, but you can't cancel me. I just do it on my own time. What the That's hell? exactly it. Yeah, there's no... I don't have a giant financial backer I need to make happy with this. It's just me. I saw you had uh, Whitney, Whitney on. Uh, oh, Whitney Melton? Yeah, I love him. He just had a birthday not so long ago. Cool cat. Yeah, yeah. I, I released it like the day after his birthday, and I offended his family member the day of his birthday. Well, that's what you're supposed I, to do with friends. Exactly that. Like, there was some, like, his dad had a post, and I, like, commented on it. Something like snarky, just about how Whitney's a dick or whatever. I was like, out of all the Whitney's I know, they're all dicks, except for you. And then his dad's like, who's this guy and why is he talking like this? And yeah. I was like, what oh, about- no. <laughs> you gotta I was like, this guy sounds like a dick. We don't really care so much this day and age about our family name as the generation just before us. because And the generations mm-hmm. before that, obviously, it's all in the name. Fucking, I don't care what my name is. You can call me. I don't know what the fucking Talbert name is. I don't, I don't care. You know, I'm me. You know? you know nothing about the Talbert name? I, I know nothing about it. Well, it belonged to a dude that used to bang my mom and they were married, but I he's not my we real dad. call that dads. He's okay. Not, yeah, he's not. In fact, you know, I was actually, uh, I was in the French Quarter not so long ago. I, there was a huge hurricane here in New Orleans and I drove yeah. in at the time of the hurricane because I was just driving back from New York from the movie and I stopped yeah. in North Carolina um, and uh, I came back into town and I, I was... Uh, going out for this Scorsese film and and I was like I, I'm, I'm gonna you know put myself on tape for this thing and I get in and I'm like I gotta get to town so I'm going into town and it's 542 the hurricane hit right when I was in town so I'm going over the the bridge the Pontchartrain and that's the big bridge before you come right into New Orleans from the North Shore and I was in the far left lane and I got chucked to the far right right lane and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna die. This is this is how I die. Oh but if God. I had stayed in North Carolina, 
a tree fell on uh, you know next door a huge tree fell on the neighbor's house and i don't know how close that was to the the place i was at you know as far as like the driveway but i'm glad i left and then i got out of georgia just in time and then i got here and i got in town just enough to see the just in time to see like trees blowing and i had these like little road buddies that kept helping me like we kept driving slow and switching spots mm-hmm. and um trees and signs are flying and i'm like I- i'm gonna die and then i see all the transformers popping just as i get off my exit and i finally get to the house and of course the hurricane dies out but then there's no power for like two or three days yeah and, that's uh, that's crazy so i had to wait like two or three days to put myself on tape but i was in this place reading a book on new orleans i'm reading i'm like you know feverishly masturbating there's nothing else yeah, to do that, that's you how know. you know when the power's out you start reading i could masturbate feverishly or i could you know put knowledge in my head so i put knowledge in my head and uh and then came out of it and i was like okay let's 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 do this you know um but it was it was it was quite I scary. Like you're doing both at once just in case your roommates catch you reading you're like i wasn't uh, no, reading i was, alone. I I was, was just alone. masturbating super no, aggressive yeah no i was just ma- i was masturbating nobody reads that's like, sylvia like, plath charlie no yeah. no no yes yes it is yes, it's it is. sylvia sage nice no i uh i i was actually quarantining in a friend's mind so i was in new york and i was in astoria and that was about the most dangerous place i could have been because everybody in astoria likes to play chicken with each other and not wear masks i feel like they're all mm-hmm. kind of fatalists there and that was about to scare i was having panic attacks because before that i would not leave the house but once a month to go do a run to the little bodega mart around the corner. Yeah, you took it more seriously than anyone else I I know. Yeah, so I, I was locked up. So I, when I came back, my buddy gave me his place. He watched his brother's place while he his brother went and stayed with somebody else. And uh, I was in a house by myself for for uh, 14 days quarantine. Mm. You know? And it sucked because I had no power, no nothing. This was all during the election time. And um, so I, I watched all episodes of the West Wing again, and I got to election mm-hmm. night on election night, and uh, and uh, and I was really I was really uh, I was really excited about the end results, which was nice. So that three day wait was crazy, but mm-hmm. now this thing going on, I can't I can't believe it. I called my buddy up when the quarantine was over, and I'm like, uh, I am prepared to do for you what uh, Trump is not, and I am prepared to give you your house back and <laughs> turn the house over <laughs> to you. And uh, I went. I finally went home. So okay. I've been home now since since uh, I guess I guess about a month now. Just editing nice. a cartoon and stuff. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> um, I was actually super tense all of election night because Biden wasn't winning over any of the states. Hillary didn't. They were looking at right. Well, you should and have watched. You should have read some Sylvia Sage. Yeah, I, yeah. I should have read some Sylvia Sage. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call it now. Guys, yeah. Now from now on, you'd be like, "Look, I'm gonna go upstairs and read some Sylvia Sage." <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm not. I have cute, to send her a link clever. to this now. Now I got to make her an EP for this episode too. Right, right, right. <laughs> Sylvia Sage. I don't even yeah, know who for that sure. is, by the way. Uh, she's a porn star comedian. Oh my god, is she? That's crazy. Yeah. So like, should a stand up? She's one of us. She's one of and you. She... I, I was never really a stand up comedian. I just dabbled. I put my toes in the water a little bit. <clears throat> did you enjoy putting your toes in the water? Did you think you, do you think you learned anything from dabbling in it? I, I learned the pressures of it. I, I learned, I learned, I, it was, it was nice and interesting. Cause I always like to do something once, 
Like I'm, I'm the guy that would hitchhike home from Vegas just to see what hitchhiking was like, you know? Oh my um, Lord. Did you ever do yeah. that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Chris and I, uh, Chris Owen, the Shermanator from America. Yeah. Pie, you saw him in the Allstate commercials and stuff. Want to go bro? He, uh, he and his dad and I were driving home from Vegas one day and I had my like super bad, awesome shirt on. And I had this old school leather suitcase. And I was like, we just got outside of town. I was like, let me out here. And Wayne was like, what? And, you know, his dad. And I was like, let me out here. And Chris is like, are you crazy? I'm like, I want to hitchhike home. I want to see what it's like. And I ended up getting a ride all, almost all the way back. And then my roommate saw me on the side of the road. And me and my other roommate uh, saw me on the side of the road from and took me, took me home. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. So, yeah, I like to do anything once, you know. Oh, my and, um, God. So, so this, uh, I, I forgot what we were talking about originally. What were we talking about? You did stand up once. Oh, yeah. So, doing the stand up, doing the stand up, going up on stage at the comedy store with a packed room or something like that, or, or, or you know, going to Sal's Comedy Hole and having like one of the best shows in my life. It was cool because I got the best of both worlds. I got to see what it was like when you fucking killed, and I got to see what it was like when you bombed. And then I got, I, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, I always talk about you because you were always my, you were always my Grogu. You know, I'd run yeah, up to yeah. you and I'd be like, what do you think? And you're like, Charlie, it's, 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 it's okay. You know, you're, you're kind yeah. of there, you know, you're kind of a stand-up comedian. <laughs> and, uh, and, but it was really nice to bomb and it was really nice to succeed. Mm-hmm. And I really, I, you can't Which replace both the sides are very important. Stage. Yeah. You, you, you can't, well, that was the reason I did it. I, you remember I, when I first started, I took that three weeks and I did as many open mics as I could just to see mm-hmm. if I could dig it. And Whitney, yes, I met you. Whitney's show was, you know, the first one I ever did. Was oh, okay. The, yeah, that was uh, Whitney and uh, Kim. Yeah, Kim Crow. And, and Kim Crow, and and uh, she was just going through a breakup with some boy at the time, so it was cool because I was. That does not limit it to where that was. Yeah, well, I was making I was making fun of the the whole the whole like you know she's gonna be okay you know making fun of her but with her and then when she mm-hmm. got back out and so like so it was really neat to kind of kind of have that when you're playing with the audience too. <laughs> oh for sure and the funny thing is you talk about the pressures of it all i feel like you don't get really good until you uh can let go of the pressures of it all and it means nothing to you right and i quit so i let it all go <laughs> and that, so that means i'm yeah. fucking awesome it takes many years to get there and then takes i mean like that is the fun thing about it taking so many years is everyone who shows up with this like idea that they're gonna get a get rich quick scheme you get to watch them flail long enough for them to figure out this is not a get rich quick scheme Stand-up is about passion and staying with it. Right, right. And, and you froze it on me, so give me one second. Yeah, your face froze on me, but your voice didn't. So hopefully that all turns out well audio-wise. Okay. <clears throat> cool. Yeah, well, what I was going to say is uh, that really led to me getting back into film. You know, it did. The, the stand-up route. If I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have been out here, I don't think, back in the game, you know, play, play, doing, doing these smaller parts in films. So I basically just read. But you're always honest about that. You wanted to get your feet wet and performing again. Yeah, that that was a big. I mean, I used to start out my show uh, with. Uh, do you remember that bit where I'd be like, uh, "Hey guys, I'm Charlie Talbert. I started out doing film and television, and now I'm doing stand-up comedy." Boy, did I fuck up! And the yeah. audience would always eat that up with a spoon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I remember the first time I was on a show with a celebrity. I was like, "Well, I'm either doing something right or they're doing something really wrong." You know, like, like there's, I'm not sure which, but I'm pretty sure it's more of them than me. It's more about them being here than me being here. No, it was, it was all about you. It was all about Thank you. Thank you. It definitely was not. No, looking back, it was definitely about. 
It was just an open mic with Steve-O. Steve-O just showed up and open mic. That's oh, all I know means. Steve-O. Yeah, I knew, I knew Steve-O. Um, I've never actually talked to him. He was just at an open mic I was at once. And you're just like, oh, cool. He's a he's an eccentric dude. He's like he's a weird cat. I, I oh you know I, I remember what I was going to talk about uh, Sam Kennison. I was going to talk about. Uh, I I was we were talking about uh, reading the Sylvia page, you know, or whatever. And, yeah. Uh, he had a he had a bit a long time ago. Uh, Sam Kennison before these things ever came out was a, about the pocket uh, the pocket uh, yeah. the flashlight. You know, mm-hmm. and I go, God, if you just put a trademark on that bitch, you know, you know, his family <laughs> would have been wealthy as hell, you know. But yeah, no, stand up, stand up comedy for me, man. It was it was fun just to be in that environment. Uh, you know, it's fun just to do coke in the in the back of the comedy store. It was fun just to do, you know, there was certain Wait, things. Did, that did that you really do that? Oh, yeah. 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 <clears throat> I had a, I had a, I, I did one of Martin Harris shows and I came mm-hmm. out and I did some coke that was on the piano. But I didn't really do the coke. Like I didn't do it nasally, and I was just like, somebody was like, "Hey, you want to you want to do it?" I was like, "I'll do a gummy, dude, just to be cool." And I took a dab of it, put it on my finger, and put it in my gums. And then I got called to stage, and I couldn't talk, so I immediately mm-hmm. introduced the next comedian, and I went off stage. And then, and then I told Bart what I did, and Jesus. he was like, "Okay." And then I I put a bunch of water in my face and went back out, and I had a pretty good show that night. But I was like, it was like, okay, I did it, you know. <clears throat> so. I mean, I want to say, just for the record, this is just the truth to me. I have never seen cocaine and stand-up in the same place. I have never... Well, fact, you're obviously not cool enough. I don't think so. I think <laughs> I send off a, a dad vibe. I send off either a dad or a cop vibe, where people are just like, let's not do that in front of him. Like, I've literally... I've been all over the comedy store, never seen cocaine there once. Right, right. Well, it's it's it, it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't well, it, what would I say? It, it wasn't a commonplace thing to see. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I had done Coke with comics outside of that, but I had never done Coke in the comedy store. So that's why I did it. I was yeah. like, okay, I don't see this a lot. Why not just, you know. I understand that. But it's also mm-hmm. like, I've still never seen a comedian do cocaine. I know that they do. Right. You know, I've Well, we're more things. drinkers really as a stand-up, you know, in stand-up you got to yeah. take the edge off as opposed to putting the edge on. Which is, I've never understood that either. I've never is, understood that. In my mind it's like if you need to drink to get on stage, you're doing both <laughs> sides wrong. Well, you know, one day you're going to be famous and you're going to notice that there's a huge difference and and you're going to need to take that. <laughs> <off>. <laughs> but I am also afraid to be drunk in front of people. So that's my difference. Is it's not putting an edge off? It's putting an edge on. I was wondering how drunk Theo Vaughn got if he if he was a drinker before he did his stuff. I watched a podcast with him uh, not too long ago where this comedian uh, Sharp, I can't remember his name, black fella, he's funny as hell. He's a he's a fan of uh, Shapley Shipley Chappelle. No, 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 no. No, because I thought it was Chappelle Lacey. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and he's a great guy. He's a huge Angus yeah. fan. So he's talking about Angus on uh, oh, his awesome. podcast. And, and Theo starts. Rip- Did you reach out? Uh, well, Theo starts ripping. Yeah, well, he and I became friends on Instagram and all that stuff. And okay. I was like, oh, thanks for the love, you know. And uh, and uh, so I ended up going to the French Quarter. That's where that story was going. When the power went out, I had to go to the French Quarter to upload some movies to steal mm-hmm. some of their Wi-Fi. And I saw Theo Vaughn just fucking partying. 
no mask, no nothing. And I'm like, fucking Theo. But he's kind of keeping people away from him. And so I was like, okay, cool. But, so that's how I knew it was him. I was like, Theo. <laughs> and it, I swear to God, it felt like a high school moment where it could have went either way, where I was going to walk up and just deck him and be like, don't be a dick until you've watched the movie. You know? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he was kind of like picking it apart. And, and I was like, nah, fucking it. What's up, man? I'm Charlie. You know, blah, blah, blah. And he, he recognized what I was from. And we talked about it for a minute. And I was like, dude, keep up the good work, man. Keep being funny, you know? And I yeah. was just like, I, I had always wondered, because he's so manic. I wondered, like, what does he do to take the edge off? Or put the edge on? Because he's a little manic. I like him. I don't know him that well. But I have been backstage on shows that we've been on. And I don't recall him doing anything insane like that. I don't recall him drinking much. Just more well, just some like, people are he's got a nervous energy. Yeah. And that nervous energy, when he goes on stage, is just projected confidently. And it just wins, you know, like it's just kind of like that's his Care Bear stare. And I don't know if that's put on by anything more than just him excited to get there. Which I mean, which I admire. I wish I had that. Sometimes it, that's my biggest uh, thing is that it's always channeling my, my, my fear. Because when I do film and television, you have to be mm-hmm. more subtle than I am in real life. You have to be, I have to be a calm down version. So whenever my friends work with me and I've got to do scenes or whatever, or I've got a, like a big part. They'll be like, Charlie, make it the most boring you possibly can. You know, and they'll, <laughs> they'll sometimes be like, little much, Charlie, bring it down. And I'll be like, fuck, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Because I have to turn when, it down. <clears throat> oh, yeah. When I first started doing stand-up, there was a guy named Gary Hood in Tucson, Arizona, that was kind of mentoring everybody. And I remember there was one guy that was all over the place. He thought that he needed to be the most energetic and to do so, he had to be the most with motion. Right. And I remember Gary being like, I need to see you plant your feet on the stage and try to throw out that energy with your mouth. Charlie Talbert. I love Charlie. Uh, I don't remember... I recorded the episode of Charlie two weeks before I ended up recording this, and I didn't listen to it yet. I don't remember if we talked about Angus. I don't remember us doing that much. Maybe a little bit. Tiny little Angus, star of the movie Angus from the 90s. Beloved movie. Many people know it. In fact, if you Google Charlie Talbert, you'll probably recognize his face from something and go, oh, that's Charlie Talbert. If you love Charlie Talbert and you want to follow him on like Instagram or something, go to charlietalbert underscore performer. That's where he's at on Instagram. And he's a delight. He's an absolute delight, very funny, very witty, super charming man. Loved having him. Uh, yeah, very happy we were able to get him on. And next week, we have an, another friend of mine, which uh, I want to say old friend. I've just known her a long time. Don't know her super duper well. You know, like, see her around at the mics. Harper Rose Drummond is on the show. She, I would say, is most famous for her tweets. She has shockingly revealing tweets about her personal life and her parents' personal life. Um, it's worth checking out. It's like it. I don't feel like I get shocked very easily. Regularly, regularly, I want to say two, three times a week, she puts out a tweet. My jaw drops, and I go, "Oh my god, this is going." Oh, Jesus, sharing a lot. <laughs> That's. That's how I promote her. Harper Rose. You'll find her at Harper Rose D on Instagram. Um, I'm trying to remember what her Twitter name is. I'll have it ready for you at the end of the next episode. But she's next week. And that's a, it's a great episode. It's very fun. 
And we actually go over it. I ask her, is your Twitter good or bad? You know, like I, it's, I think it was a great time. We're, uh, we're approaching Christmas. And if you were like, God, my life needs pins and stickers of your face. You can Venmo me at Aaron M. Marsh, $10 in your address. And I will send you pins and stickers of my face. I still have them. I love them. People love them. I love seeing them out there. Just mailed two today. Love it. Um, what else do I got going on? I got the Is This The Way Mandalorian podcast. I go over every episode of The Mandalorian on this podcast. Me and my friend Andy Leonard. And we go through everything you missed. And all the backstory of all the things. And I don't want to tell you what's happening. But Baby Yoda. You know like Mandalorian. Grogu. At this point. That's all happening. Um, yeah. I think that's it. You can find me at Aaron M. Marsh on everything. And... Thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, whether I find a place in this world or never belong, I've got to be me, I gotta be me.